Folks, welcome to another exciting edition of What's Trainwreck Watching. This time brought to you by Picasso's Pizza. Go to picassospizza.net right now for the best pizza in Western New York. Folks, welcome. We are breaking down a, a new movie, but also a movie that came out five years ago. So a lot of controversy surrounding this reboot. They said it wasn't a reboot, but... We are the movie we wish that came out five years ago. <laughs> there we go. We're jumping to the gates. The Suicide Squad. I'm Maniac, of course, joined by Casali Files and Mir Cat Cat. We are breaking down Suicide Squad on HBO Max. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. And what did we think of this new installation of the Suicide Squad? Oh, again, like I said before, the movie we wished came out five years ago. This movie is insane. Everything you want in a comic book movie. I mean, from that reaction alone, I'm sure you see that. I love this movie. Just such a good time. James Gunn is back. Like, I mean, not even back. Just he's doing what he does best. Did he ever leave? Did he, he, ever he never leave? left. He never left. Well, this movie proves that you need James Gunn. Like, he needs to mm -hmm. stick around. <laughs> but, yeah, just so much fun. I love this movie a lot. Yeah, with the cast and everything, I mean, sometimes movies like this you can feel like are a bit overdone or you're trying too hard by pushing this amount of stars into one film, but I think they executed it pretty well. I mm -hmm. hated the first Suicide Squad movie. I think just Suicide Squad, and this is the Suicide Squad. With It's supposed to be a reboot, but they made references to the first one or whatever, so I don't know what was really going on. I just know I really enjoyed it, and I like how right off the rip, it's getting into the action, right into the story. There's no buildup or anything. And I mean, we could talk about it a little bit later, but like, I felt like this movie was almost rushed, and it was two hours long. <laughs> Seriously, there were a lot of pieces at play. I thought that versus in one where they tried to have the characters be edgy and then kind of mesh together for the second and third acts, uh, they kind of just didn't take themselves too seriously this entire movie and just focused on subverting expectations, whether it's mm -hmm. from the opening scene yeah. or basically just any of the action sequences throughout. But yeah, I thought overall this movie did a solid job of staying exciting, introducing these characters in a new way, and kind of keeping the audience guessing throughout, which is really all you could ask for in a movie. Obviously, as we break it down to the smaller decks, completely owned by that opening sequence. I got to admit I was. I was excited for a big mm -hmm. battle sequence where we get all these characters. I'm seeing, you know, this grizzled vet get introduced and next thing i know he's running away while he's crying casali <laughs> i mean the, the the beginning was literally like saving private ryan on steroids <laughs> it was just i mean and again yeah i mean again it, it just like this they did everything right with this movie like mm -hmm. as especially compared to because i'm sure we're going to compare a lot to the one that came out the original Suicide Squad. Uh, I mean, but this is just the way you did it. That one, I mean, that felt like a more paint by numbers. Like that's what they're just trying to do. They want to just make sure they have a good movie because the the previous one didn't do so well. But this one just like they were like, you know what? Our Warner Brothers were off the table. James Gunn, just go have fun and do what you do best. And that's what he did here. And it just it was great. It, and it kind of showcased. I think. They proved the name of the title in the first sequence because this literally showcased a Suicide Squad without even, you know, ever without just showing like, wait, you know, they did like a cool like little turnaround in the beginning. I don't want to get into too much yet, but 
It was just get into it. Let's go. We're rocking well, okay. and rolling. We're talking beach sequence. Well, yeah, beach sequence is great. I mean, they showcased. Uh, well, this one has so many characters in it. So many. Uh, so many. It's such a great ensemble. But as you're watching it, and you get like a little familiarity from the original, which you know, whether you want to call this a reboot, a sequel, a reboot, cool. I don't know, but you, you definitely needed to watch the first one to at least get you know, familiar with uh, some characters that were showcased in this film, but they just, you know, it, it kind of proves like, wait a minute, like this isn't the team we're going to be following. This is, they showcase why they're called Suicide Squad and just everything. And it just, it was just so good. Yeah. That beach scene was wild because you have characters introduced right off the rip, like big names with like Pete Davidson and stuff right away. The yeah. savant, these guys, Captain Boomerang brought Brett back and you're like, all right, this is going to be wild. And it just starts off with weasel drowning right off the rip. Pete <laughs> Davidson trying to, you know, betray them and getting lit up. And then they all just die in pretty spectacular fashion. I mean, TDK, I, I just brought it up a minute ago. That was just that was great. I love that character. You're like they're like, why do you call you TDK? And he won't say it. He's just the detachable kid, and he's just slapping <laughs> or what? It's like just, unbelievable with the slapping. And again, this is the first step this movie takes in subverting your expectation. You see mm -hmm. Rick Flag. You see that Harley Quinn is with the team. So you're like, no way is this team just gonna get like entirely murked. But right off the bat, and he got like you said, Savant. He, he gets this total, like, introduction as this grizzled vet who's ready to, mm -hmm. like, lay it all on the Michael line. And in the first scene, he's literally just crying into his, like, lap and trying to run away. So very unbelievable. Great opening scene. But at the same time, you knew you didn't have your Idris Elba. You knew mm -hmm. you didn't have your John mm -hmm. Cena yet. Mm -hmm. But right out the gate, and this brings up a great point, is this, is this the most Marvel movie ever? We already talked about the gun loophole. We already talked about the cast crossovers. But right away with the silliness with – you know, Weasel not being able to swim with, you know, Harley Quinn saying she just took a number two before the battle. Like, it was just all – there was nothing about this movie where Suicide Squad tried to take it seriously. I feel like that was right away the biggest win. Yeah, I mean, that I think is why I would just put this on a more of a plateau, how I would give this the so much more glorification than even what they tried to do with the original because – this one shows that they knew who they had with James Gunn. Uh, I mean, because even before this, uh, not to go into it in a great length, but something happened years ago on Twitter, and James Gunn's tweets resurfaced, and Disney didn't like it too much. And instead of like looking through and, and seeing what was happened, they just fired him right off the bat with Guardians 3. And there was such an outpour and outcry. And then here comes DC with this movie called The Suicide Squad, where they were having trouble having people uh, get a director in line and whatnot because people were coming and going. They were like, okay, well, James Gunn's available. Let's get him because Guardians 1 and 2 are great movies, and they did really well in the box office. But I think, let alone not even just going off that rift of, now this is a movie with what fans wanted with Guardians 3, so we have gone that we have, you know, that's a golden ticket right there. But this also, you know, this was a James Gunn movie through and through. This wasn't just a studio mandated, oh, we got to put this stuff in to please the the fans, the audience, like what, you know, sadly what, um, what the original Suicide Squad was, hashtag release the air cut. But uh, 
But yeah, you know, this was a James Gunn movie through and through. Like, he knew what he was doing. He knows what to do with characters, obviously. We've seen them in the past. But, I mean, even even his oldies, like Slither and Super and so much prime James Gunn stuff, you know, this just, this was it. Like, and this was written and directed by James Gunn. And this shows that, you know, like, he knows what he's doing. And that's what I really enjoyed from it because I didn't feel like... I mean, yeah, it's a DC movie, it's a comic book movie, but it just felt also so much like his original stuff and what he, how he, you know, uh, calculates a film definitely helped throughout uh, the making of this. And I mean, it was definitely an enjoyable watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I agree. I, just James Gunn being introduced brought it to a whole nother level, absolutely. Yeah. And he wanted to make it big. Right off the rip, we talked about with the beach scene already, the whole movie. I mean, there were a few scenes that kind of dragged on, like the Harley scene and stuff with the one general or whatever, things like that. But other than that, like it was action-packed. There was mm-hmm. gore, there's explosions, there's just twists, turns, everything you could possibly want in a movie like this. So all in all, I'm very happy with it. If they keep this, you know, Suicide Squad movie sequence going, uh, I hope he's still at the helm of it. Let's face it, it's all about cinematic universes nowadays, so they are not going to stop from, like, whether they lose Ben Affleck, whether they have to do three different, you know, versions mm-hmm. of the same movie, they are not going to stop from trying to make this DC cinematic universe work, for sure. But, yeah, it was exactly like you said, Caselli. James Gunn knows how to have a huge ensemble cast, mm-hmm. keep them all involved, keep the movie moving without getting too, like, bogged down. And, and you're right, Meerkat, like some of those Harley scenes did go on a little bit long, I think, and we'll talk about that in a mm-hmm. second. Uh, but with that said, you know, she's kind of like, it's kind of like, a, she's kind of like the Kobe Bryant of the, of the DC universe right now. Like she's got to get her 25 to 30 shots a game, like yeah. just plain and simple. So very interesting to see there. But uh, let's talk about a little side thing here. So obviously we get introduced to a character that this is a perfect example again, where this movie doesn't take itself too seriously. We got Polka Dot Man. Casali, uh, uh, you have any you have any background on this guy? Um, no. The only thing I really know is because um, James Gunn loves working with uh, Dave Tismalston, who who portrayed Polka Dot Man, and I'm you know he was going around to a lot of people that he was friends with and whatnot, and you know when when the only thing I know is when he was talking with James Gunn, he pick the most obscure character that he could find and polka dot man i believe is under the uh the batman uh enemy realm um you know he's always had yep. his yep. Uh, yeah. Batman. yeah so i mean but also in and how he's portrayed in the film he's very obscure and and just so like what you wouldn't expect from a character and i think david spalton did a great job portraying it um again i don't know too much more uh, from the comic side, but I definitely his performance was insane. I loved it so much. Have you ever empathized with with a with a villain as much as this guy having to see everybody in the form of his mother? I mean, my goodness, the first scene when he sees the Suicide Squad, he sees the shark version of his mom with the glasses. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, I love my mother very much, so I'm not afraid of her. But <laughs> I mean, I don't want to see her on everyone. I love well, my yeah. mom. I don't. I mean, see yeah, her but I don't want to see her all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely screw you up and why. I mean, even even the way he was talking with the squad, like when they were sitting in the theater and everything, like he just was just so like, 
I wouldn't even say down on himself. He was just so psychotic of like, I wish I was dead. <laughs> like, like kind of like, I mean, they played it off for laughs or, you know, or tried to at least, but yeah, he would just, he did it so well. Yeah. yeah Pokemon man was wild. Was it was an mm-hmm. absolute, Meerkat, what did you think the first time he was using those polka dots? I didn't know what was going to happen with them, you know, and then he's puking them up and I'm like, wondering what's <laughs> going on? And then he finally unleashes them. I mean, that's actually kind of a sick power other than having to expel them twice a day. Uh, he looked pretty rough after that. I'm not saying, you know, it's a, what, a space disease or something he said. So Yeah, yeah it's like an interdimensional infection yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. interdimensional yeah. So, infection. So, we've all been there before, you know. Yeah. We've all, we've all mm-hmm. been to Delaware Park once or twice, so we all know the feeling. With that said, let's say that your parents had to force a superhero because that's basically what he said. His mom was trying to get him to be a superhero or super or you know superpowered being, and he got the polka dots. If your parents could force a superpower on you, I'll go first. Mine would always be to be clean. I think, and, and I, the reason I think is that my parents do want me to be, always be a nice individual to everyone, but I think they think I'm kind of like already halfway there and I'm just terrible on the clean spot. So then, so my ability would be able to be like super clean, like all the time. I'd be, I guess I would, that would make me Mr. Clean. I, I got to look out <laughs> for my hair now. But uh, what about you boys? I don't know. I mean, maybe for me to not talk too much, <laughs> you know, I mean, straight up. So if I would have like a, like a voice where like just from the slightest like volume, it would just destroy people's ears or brains. Maybe that's what it would be. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Mine's very similar to Casali's because I am a loud person. I've mm-hmm. always been a loud person, especially as a kid. I yeah. just, uh, people thought I'd be yelling and it'd be my normal voice. So my parents had always tell me to talk while quieter and all that so uh, I, I guess i'd speak at a, a quiet frequency that you know maybe it's like the brown noise or something there had to be mm-hmm. some application for it but uh yeah a, a minimal frequency low decibel frequency uh type power there with my voice maybe influence over people with it or something i have no idea <laughs> i just have to not be as loud if my parents would force that on me yeah true true story true story Hey, so we are rock and rolling along here. Make sure you are rocking and rolling with Picasso's Pizza. Go to picassospizza.net to get the best deals on the best pizza in Western New York. So we talked about it a little bit earlier. Harley Quinn, obviously, you know, the the I guess I would call her almost Caselli, the Tony Stark uh, of this, you know, DC universe. They're kind of the main character that we could build around, give her solo movies, mm-hmm. main parts of these huge movies. Um, I would say... Only in the end of the second act did it feel like a little bit too much of there. I thought the the whole movie on the on the whole was fine. Um, and you know, honestly, when she had her opportunities, she made the most of them. So I can't be mad about it, her uh, the overall uh, screen time. I mean, just that she got like by far the most. I guess is the only real topic I meant in bringing this up. But kind of like a uh, Goldilocks of uh, topics here. Too much, too hot, too cold, just enough. But I thought that it was pretty much just enough. Yeah, I mean. Even from what we've seen so far in the DC Extended Universe uh, that Margot has brought to, Margot Robbie has brought to Harley Quinn, I mean, me personally, I think she just, she is Harley Quinn. Like, she just brings it, and it's always good to see her. It's always good to see Margot Robbie, too. I mean, come on. But, I, you know, from the first Suicide Squad movie, um, you know, there wasn't a lot to love about it. However, 
for introducing the character of Harley Quinn with Margot Robbie. Um, I, I think, you know, stole the show. I mean, the only two people I really remember from that movie is her and Will Smith uh, as Deadshot. So, you know, it, she just owned it. I don't know whether it was a passion project of hers or whatnot. I think, I believe it was. Because even Harley Quinn, she was never from the comics. She was int- introduced in the Batman animated series and has become beloved by many fans, even wow. ha- wanting to see her in movies. And I think there were talks of trying to bring her to the cinematic uh, screen before, but it just never worked out until they did the first Suicide Squad. And I mean, it goes to show too, because then, you know, there was some works in the background of whether uh, they were going to do like a Harley Quinn solo movie, Harley Quinn with Poison Ivy, whatnot. Um, so that, and that ended up becoming Birds of Prey, which they just kind of wanted to do their own little Suicide Squad team up, but like with all girls and whatnot. And then when that movie came out, it didn't really do well. I mean, granted, it was also uh, released right before a pandemic, but then they actually, the studio itself, they tried to spin it and change the title literally like the final weeks it was in the theater. And just like the first thing you would read is Harley Quinn, hashtag Birds of Prey. So, yeah. uh, so it was originally just Birds of Prey, right? And yeah, then yeah. Birds of Prey, the Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Mm, and then, and then they were like, "All right, you know, what? we're just gonna do Harley Quinn, and hopefully that'll sell more tickets." So, you know, whether that's a Warner Brothers, you know, pleading like, "Oh no, come on, we need money," or you know, they also know where their money is because I think she does a great job, and I love seeing her. Uh, I I'll see her so many more times uh, playing Harley Quinn because I think. She just does a phenomenal job. Yeah, I mean, there was some things in the film, in this film, The Suicide Squad itself, that did get a little too uh, over the top at times slightly. But, I mean, it also, if there if there is any character development uh, with, with the character of Harley Quinn, I think it kind of did prove. I mean, even when she was, you know, with the guy and, and you know, trying to imagine um their life together and then ultimately killing him because he was such a bad dude i mean that's also what she went through with the joker you know i mean it was poorly set up in the previous movies but you know her and the joker have always had a struggling relationship so you know i guess that is character development within these movies i mean listen the dcu they're they're trying to struggle you know form a cinematic universe and and you know, they haven't been as successful as Marvel, but, you know, I still think it is cool to see these characters come back and, and see Margot as Harley. I mean, she has my money. You know, it's it's always fun to see her on the screen. True. You got to build around your core character. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Meerkat. I was just going to say, because uh, Sally said it right on the head, they know where their money is, sex sells. I mean, the second, mm-hmm. Margot's always been a star, but I mean, Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> escalated her to, you know, number Absolutely. one on everyone's list. Yeah, Everybody yeah. loves her. And, you know, she pretty much carried the first movie. They're doing spinoff movies, spinoff series now, animated series. You can find Harley Quinn gear anywhere from Hot Topic to J.C. Penny oh, right yeah. now. I mean, uh, they're, they're pushing it. They know where their money is. She is extremely popular. And I mean, she's great. I mean, some of the scenes, though, uh, are a bit weird, a bit dragged out. You know, they they go a little over the top with her and her wildness. Sometimes some of the lines are like, 
okay, chill. And, you know, like you brought up the scene with the general where they're getting, like, they fall in love for 20 minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. and then she kills him and all of that. Like, it's a little weird. It's a little much trying to put the spotlight on her in that position, but they know where their money is. People love her. And with, you know, the only returning characters from last movie were her flag and what captain boomerang pretty much yeah. mm-hmm. uh, involved in, you know, the actual fighting and they kill flag and captain boomerang. And she's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what it is too. They're still trying to find, I think they are still trying to struggle with what to do with this character because they started, you know, a very PG route with the first, well, PG 13 with the first suicide squad, then Birds of Prey gets an R rating, and although, like, I enjoyed that movie, but I thought it was very, very, like, violent, and, like, they they just thought, okay, well, we have an R rating, let's just do whatever we want, and, um, you know, and again, they're still trying to figure out, like, what's the happy medium, like, what people want from Harley and what people expect to see from Harley, so, but I, 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 I think they're progressing, and I think I enjoyed a lot of her, whether, you know, she gets a little bit too over the top in the film, but... You know, that's that's just, you know, she does a great job. I'm not going to lie. I thought maybe, like, when we, you know, now that we're talking about Birds of Prey a little bit, some of the uh, seeds for this movie's silliness were, like, planted there. Like, Ian McGregor's uh, black mask was just ridiculous in mm-hmm. that movie. Mm-hmm. He's going to let the one, like, hostage go, and she, like, like sneezes, and he goes, oh, it's disgusting. Just kill her. Like, just ridiculous stuff. Regardless, we're talking about star power with Margot Robbie, obviously. Who did you, whose performance did you like more in a debut sense? Idris Elba as Bloodsport or John Cena as Peacemaker? Oh man, that is so, that that's hard. They both delivered big time. They both, they delivered, both delivered big, big time. time. With that Absolutely. said, I'll kick it off. I, I, I think John Cena stood out just a little bit more to me. Obviously the uh, character arcs kind of speak for themselves, but I, I thought that he, he jumped a little bit more off the screen uh, than Elba as Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, too, with Idris, I think, you know, that's kind of what we've come to expect by seeing, you know, him in a role as this. It's not too far-fetched where he's a big, serious guy and and whatnot and over the top. I mean, I, you know, we've seen him over the top and like, you know, Hobbs and Shaw and whatnot. But, like, he does, you know, portray a really serious type guy. I think John Cena, like, he was just having so much fun with the role and, and even the... I mean, even the characters themselves between Bloodsport and Peacemaker. I mean, they're even though they make the joke throughout the movie that they are very similar in what they do, but I think Bloodsport was a little bit more serious, and Peacemaker was just like he, you know, he was just having fun with himself, but trying to act serious and like that he was actually there for a reason. I mean, both knocked it out of the park, and and definitely put this up and up for me but uh but yeah it's just uh you know they did so well and and it's funny too because when idris was uh was cast in in this movie a lot of people thought because will smith didn't come back for this and a lot of people thought that idris was going to be re- replaced as will smith's dead shot and i'm so happy that he wasn't because even though their characters did seem a little bit too similar with the mm-hmm. daughter and and stuff like that I mean, the prison scene that uh, that Bloodsport had with his daughter was so insane because you would think it, it would be kind of like him being passionate and trying to be there for her, but, like, they were cursing at each other, 
behind yeah. the screen and whatnot. So it's hysterical. The, again, yeah. the, the whole movie did a great job that every time you thought one thing was going to happen, mm-hmm. another thing happened, which is, which is always yeah. good in cinema. I mean, you know, obviously if you're, if you're missing on it 10 times in a row, but, but they weren't, they would hit on every other one at least. So, um, with your question though, maniac, I, I, I impressed me because I was expecting way less from him than I was Idris. And he, he delivered, he was good in that movie. His acting wasn't, you know, that bad. It was a lot better than LeBron in space. I haven't seen his acting experience, obviously, but I've never really thought of him as a good actor, let alone great. And he delivered a great performance in this movie, but I, I'm not picking either. I'm picking option C. I'm going with Sylvester Stallone. as King Star. Oh, we haven't talked okay. about his leads yet, but an absolutely <laughs> Shark awesome was my favorite character in the movie. Oh I mean, his, his character development through the movie from just, you know, oh, fuck you, I want to eat you, no brain, and then not really, but you know what I mean. He want, he just wanted friends, and then he gets friends, and he's willing to sacrifice himself for them, and I mean, right when he dives in at Starro, they're just like, yeah, nom nom, and he's just dives it at a note a second thought like i loved king shark in that movie it was, he was a great so comedic great. relief but you know a kind of necessary piece to that team too mm-hmm. he was so great i mean it also kind of showcased because james gunn you know he's had very uh, a successful run with uh, a cgi uh, monster before in guardians with groot so you know he but this also this wasn't dc's version of groot like sylvester stallone you know, crazily enough, gave this mm. a lot more passion and um, character than uh, what was written on the on the page. But yeah, he was just uh, he was. I wouldn't even go as far as just the comic relief because they did bring him a lot more sincerity than than just somebody to laugh at. But uh, oh man, he was just so great. Like it was just so like he just had so much fun with it and like the hand and and all that. It was just like oh, he was so good. The heart uh, of the story. <laughs> the the nom noms were were simply sensational. You know, mm-hmm. Beer Cat. Every so often in the NBA, someone just has a fuck you game where they go out for like thirteen and sixteen or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It really feels like between putting Bloodsport, Peacemaker, Rat Catcher Two, King Shark, Polka Dot Man, this was a fuck you game from James Gunn. He said, "I'm not yep. even going to use any of the, like the characters that you used in the last Suicide Squad. Give me mm-hmm. that. Give me that core three. I'm going to break the rest down and I'm going to put together four times the movie that you guys did. And that's exactly what he did. No, yeah, James Gunn absolutely delivered from just the cast to the directing to the way the movie was produced. I mean, every part of it was just so great. It's exactly what we want. It's exactly what we needed out of, you know, if Suicide Squad's going to be a franchise that they continue to go with because they kind of need it. And this movie mm-hmm. was what they needed to launch that again because. I don't think anybody liked the first movie at all. And this movie was just a load of fun, load of action. It had everything in it. James Gunn delivered. He said, fuck you, world. I am back. Give me back Guardians of the Galaxy. Give me this. Give me that. Give me the next Suicide Squad. Whatever I'm willing to deliver. Can we get cups up for Milton in the house? Oh, yes. Yes. That's Mil- awesome. Milton served up. Uh, but yeah, final thoughts here, guys. So obviously, we got what's next in the DC universe, and what do you want to see next? I'll kick it off because uh, you know we're obviously spoilers here. You're 28 minutes into what's Trainwreck watching uh, the Suicide Edition, brought to you by Picasso's Pizza. So spoilers inbound. But uh, despite his apparent uh, demise, 
Peacemaker is going to have a series coming out. Uh, so Cena and the crew have already wrapped on that. That's going to be coming out next year, but I'm very interested to see that. And that'll be where my eyes go next in the DC universe for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, because we kind of talked about this before, but I mean, even my opinion, like John Cena, you know, there's, there's times where, you know, again, they tried, you know, when, uh, athletes want to become actors and whatnot um you know some succeed like the rock and some fail like lebron but um you know i think uh john cena has shown that you know he knows what to do like yeah you know he had some funny stuff in 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 the beginning of his career um that that stood out and some things that didn't but i think he did a perfect job as peacemaker so i am so excited that we're going to be getting a full series of the character, because um, I because I, it's funny too watching the movie for the first time. I forgot that they announced the series. So when when you see his demise, I I thought like okay that's going to be it. Like this, I mean, because this film, you know, like they just watched through everybody. They didn't care if it was a main character or not. Like n- everybody, you know, nobody had a safety net. But to see that he came back and and. It makes me so excited for the series that's coming out on HBO Max because I just I loved every second of it. I think I think, you know, they have something there with what John Cena brought to it. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, the Peacemaker series is going to be excited for sh- exciting for sure. Uh, I'd like to see something maybe done. I doubt you get something standalone, but at least continuing with Suicide Squad or maybe involved in another sense. I like the introduction of Ratcatcher 2 here. I mean, mm-hmm. her, making her like the final hero and stuff. She had a great arc throughout the movie. I, I like her a lot and what she delivered in this movie, even though I'm still questioning how there were so many rats in that like <laughs> island country. Uh, well, other than that, and Guys, guys, Weasel's alive. Weasel's alive. I think we're getting six Weasel movies. Thank goodness the Weasel franchise is still wide open Mm. so we can weasel our way into some more content over there. And, folks, if you're out there, feel free to weasel your way into some Picasso's pizza because it is obviously the most delicious option on the market. And we are going to be looking on the market for – you know, more episodes of What If coming up, but stay tuned for that and a lot more on What's Trainwreck watching. Huge shout out to our co-hosts today, Casali Files and Meerkat. I'm Maniac, and make sure you just always stay tuned. <laughs>